I've got a word for you. I want to talk to you about passion and poems. Passion and poem. The poem branch, the poem leaf, the passion branch, the willow. So we're going to talk about willows and poems. One of the greatest voices prophetically of prayer that was ever in a pulpit was the great A.W. Tozer. Bishop, I called him, Tozer said, keep a Christian from entering the church <laughs> and you have not in the least hindered his worship. We carry our sanctuary with us wherever we go. So why don't you just lift up holy hands unto God right now without wrath, without doubting, and just love on Jesus a little bit. Aren't you glad that he's got a blood boundary between you and COVID-19? Aren't you glad that he moved that truck out of the way that should have hit you head on? Aren't you glad? You ought to shout right now for that cancer that you never had. And if you had it, you ought to shout that he healed you from it. Amen. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 40 is where I want to take a little text for you today, if no other reason than to say that I did. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40. You, that means you, you shall take on the first day, listen now, branches of palm trees and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. Take the branch of the palm and the branch of the willow and worship before the Lord with them for seven days. Now this is back where God used pictures to talk. He used pictures to communicate what he was wanting to say to everybody. Palm stands upright. I'm sure you've seen palm trees. Maybe you're in California today. You've seen palm trees. They stand upright. They salute the sun, their face brightly receiving the light of the sun. But the willow, now that's a different picture. The willow droops its head. They're often called weeping willows. Now the contrast that you have here is completely intentional on the part of God. One, one symbols gladness and victory and immortality, but the other, well, that one symbolizes what a lot of you are going through right now. Sadness, exile, separation, sequestering, loneliness, weakness, and how can you get away from the constant bombardment of how many deaths by the coronavirus have happened in the last 24 hours? I wish a lot of folks would start posting more and spending more time on how many have recovered and how many have still not been touched by it. There's still a God on the throne. Now, the palm and the willow 
God's word teaches us we're both supposed to be kept, if you will, in the arsenal of praise, y'all, in the presence of God, especially during this week from Passion Sunday, which was last week, to Palm Sunday, which is right now. And then the next seven days, they were to wave them before the Lord, both of them. Think about it now, get the picture in your heart, the palm, the willow, one upright, one bowed down, one of gladness, one of sorrow and weeping. Why would God want us to worship him with both? I'll tell you why. Because both the palm and the willow are representative of the human experience. You see it every time you walk by your neighborhood florist. Right there in the same window, there are bouquets that will celebrate a wedding, and then there are wreaths that are put together to be placed on a grave. So flowers are there, flowers for good times, flowers for bad times. Life is a mixture. Oh, that we would get this in our hearts. Life is a mixture of passion and palm. Life is a mixture of joy and of grief, of laughing and of weeping. Thank God for the palm. How we love the palm. That palm life is something else. The world would be really a bleak place if we didn't have the sunshine. I know yesterday here in Ohio, with all the darkness surrounding everywhere, when I opened those windows and the sun began to break meridian horizon and those beautiful rays began to shoot across the landscape and the leaves began to turn, oh, how beautiful. Everything inside you just wants to be lifted up. But then this morning when I woke up, it was gray and dreary. Life is made up of sunshine and rain. We taste a little bit of success. You know, the, the strange thing about the Christian life is when we're on the mountain, we think we're always going to be there. And when we're on the valley, we think we're always going to be there. You ought to tweet that. So it tastes a little bit of success and we experience a little bit of gain and we realize some dreams. We overcome some difficulties. We, we pass that Valor Christian College midterm. We recover. Did you catch it? We recover. This too shall pass. This is today, but it's not forever, my dear friend. You will win. Oh, I wish you were here in this great tabernacle because I could hear you shouting right there. But there's also the pain, the debilitation, the sting of the willow. It's equally familiar in our life, the, the blight, the blight of sickness, disease, the pain, the desperation of lost fortunes. You know, a lot of folks are learning if it may have taken you a lifetime to gain it, but you can sure lose it overnight. But I'm here to tell you that if you can lose it overnight, you still serve a God that can put it back overnight. Oh, you better move that coffee table. I feel a shout coming. 
Isaiah 15, verse seven, listen to it. Therefore, the abundance, the abundance, they have gotten that which they have laid up. So it's all you've gathered together, all the blessings of your life. Listen to what it says next. They shall carry it all away to the brook of the willows. Suddenly, without warning, it all evaporates. One moment, you have hilarity and joyfulness, and the next moment, your world has ended. All of us have been in that place. I remember one day I was back here in our main conference room and I was having a great day and I, I said, let's take a little break. It's so beautiful outside and I got fury and I took him outside for a walk and I decided to walk all the way around the perimeter of the building. That takes a long time. When I came around one corner, one of my dear, dear executives was running toward me, hands waving, pastor, pastor, we've got to get to the hospital, get in the car. I said, what's happened? Austin Chandler has been hit by a vehicle. We found out later he'd been hit by a city bus. Oh, how your fortunes can turn in just a moment. Broken hearts, joy and sorrow, bitter and sweet, youth and age, life and pleasure, sun and shadow. It's all part of life. Look at somebody there with you and say, it's just life. We had a situation hit us this week and Precious Joni came down the steps and she said, what are we going to do? And I said, hold on now. It's just life. Just say it's just life. Hallelujah. No one escapes. No one escapes. Into every life a little rain will fall. Just look for it. A lot of times when the sun is shining brightest, you know, I watch things like The Survivor. Any, any of you watch The Survivor? Anybody in here ever watch Survivor? I've got less than 10 of them in here with me, but they in here. I, I like Survivor. And uh, I, I like Nat Geo. I, I like all that outside nature stuff. And maybe they're in the Amazon, you know, and the beautiful foliage is everywhere and the sun is shining bright and there's a little mist of rain and there are rainbows everywhere. All the flowers blooming and blossoming and I love animals and they're brightly colored birds. And I, I just love the whole thing. And I keep watching. And the next thing you know, there are bugs crawling in and out of people's ears and they're bitten all over by every kind of stinging and biting insect. It's like Texas. If you're in Texas, if it doesn't bite you, it'll sting you. If it doesn't sting you, it'll prick you. And, and they don't ever show that, you know. I, I'm glad in those moments that I'm in COVID-19 quarantine. I just, I just do not have any of that stuff. Young lady told me today, she said, pastor, we went into our business, hadn't been in there for a few weeks. And she said, the raccoons got in there and tore the ceiling out of the whole thing. I said, well, I'm glad you were at home and not at your business when that happened. Victory's no accident. Say that victory is no accident. Victory's hard work. 
There are disappointments. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to feel exhausted. There are no exceptions. Joy and sorrow are intermingled with sighs and smiles. And we hold the palm in one hand and we hold the willow in the other. Job did. David did. Paul did. Jesus did. While all this news media has been going on all around the country, I've noticed something. I've noticed that the playground and the ball field are just up the road from the hospital and the funeral home. On the same block, Shakespeare, I, I love his writings. He, he understood that to truly interpret life on the stage, it would have to have both comedy and tragedy. We walk on the moon, and yet at the same time, we search like madmen in a frenzy to try to find a vaccine for COVID-19. Walk on the moon, but have to bow our knee to an unseen virus ravaging the land. Our calling is to worship God. Oh, hear me today, will you? We've got to worship God both with the willow and the palm, uplifted in praise before him, especially during the next seven days. Psalm 107 verse 31, we've got to praise God for all of his goodness. We must forget not all of his benefits. They're all around you right now. Never take his blessings for granted. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Bless him for your health. Bless him for your home. Bless him for your family. Bless him for your provision. Bless him for your protection. If you're in sickness, praise him that it is not unto death. If you're under attack, praise him for victory. Remember the palm can turn into a willow with lightning rapid speed. There's a car crash and everything changes. There's a heart attack or a stroke and one that was once vibrant two seconds ago is now wilted like a willow. This is life. Today, just 14 weeks from the first announcement of the first loss of COVID-19 in just 14 days, now 1.2 plus million people are infected. Think about your life seven days ago. Think about your life 14 days ago. Think about your life 30 days ago. So is life. So is the kingdom of God. Oh, we got more time for the family altar now, thank God. We've got more time for the word now, bless his name. We've got more time to spend in prayer now. Please don't squander this precious time that God has brought everything to a halt on Netflix and ice cream parties, the telephone, 
Make this God's time. I fully believe that when we walk out of this situation, when our eyes open on the other side of this damnable curse, and I can tell you today, our eyes will open on the other side of this. There is victory ahead. Deuteronomy 8.18 says it. He not only gives you the power to get wealth, my dear friend, but he gives you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. Psalm 84.11. He withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly before him. Psalm 23. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his own name's sake. Yea, yea. Though I walk through the valley of COVID-19, I will fear nothing. Ah, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou anointest my head with oil. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness, surely mercy, surely goodness, surely mercy, surely goodness, surely mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. God said, I will fulfill it now. You'll see the words that you say. So shall it be. Everybody right there where you are, lift up a mighty, mighty, mighty hallelujah praise to the living God. You may be on the mountain, you may be in the valley, but the fact of the matter is, it's like the Ohio weather. It can change in 30 seconds. If you're in the valley, you're about to be on the mountain. If you're on the mountain, you may be in the valley, but here's good news. The land God said that I bring you into is a land that flows with milk and honey. It's a land of hills and valleys. And he said it drinks rain of the water of heaven. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be non-preachy, but this just gets all over me. David was a thankful man. And uh, band, David, he liked it loud. You know, heaven's a loud place. 400,000 cherubim with four faces, each one of them crying with a loud voice. If you don't like loud, you won't like heaven. Well, what do you learn? Let's think about this just for a minute. What do you learn in the pit that prepares you for the palace? Do you understand that right now, whatever pit you're in is preparation. You're on your way to a palace. What profit, what profit is there in loss? Hmm. Well, what is to be learned in the time of weeping? What do you learn when God requires you to take off your beautiful party dress and put on sackcloth and ashes for a while? 
Never ever, my dear friend, never receive the blessings of God with arrogance, with vanity, with selfishness. Never wave the palm branch over your head as though you had done anything to receive it. Never cast the palm leaf down to walk on with your own feet. Jesus Christ alone, he's the source of all joy, of all peace, of all rejoicing. Be thankful in the mountain. Be thankful in the valley. I had a dear, dear friend. He's singing in that heavenly choir today. Well, he's probably leading the thing. His name was Andre Crouch. I think he summed up what I'm trying to say to you right now as good as I can and probably better. He said, I've had a lot of tears and sorrows. I've had questions about tomorrow. Well, there have been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. As I was Preparing yesterday, I, I thought about Thanksgiving. We do funny things, you know. We do strange things. When you decorate your house at Thanksgiving, you bring out those bright, shiny apples and that multicolored corn. You hang that everywhere. And you get those big, beautiful pumpkins and gourds and squash. It's all so beautiful. The horn of plenty. Why don't you ever gather any thorns and thistles? Well, they're apropos to that season. Why don't you gather any stalks of corn that have been ravaged by the raccoons? Why don't you bring in a gathering of wheat shafts that all the fruit has been destroyed by a ferocious hailstorm. No, no, we don't do that. What we learn in the pit prepares us for the struggle. There's profit in loss. I dare you to tweet that. There is profit in what stimulus, we're hearing a lot about that. What stimulus is produced by a struggle? What magic does tribulation work? Here's the question. Anyone can sing a tune on a clear day at noon, but do you still have a song to sing at midnight? Jacob became a prince, but not before a night of wrestling with the Lord that left him with a lifelong limp. Paul would have never been elevated to the heights of revelation knowledge without that thorn in his flesh. Good God. It was a stoning that opened the heavens for Stephen. It was the lions that promoted Daniel. 
It was a stammering tongue that propelled Moses to the throne. It was a collapsed culture that promoted Peter at Pentecost. Oh, listen to me now, all you that have Facebook. It was a lying accusation with no basis in truth of adultery that brought Joseph to the head of the national government. All this, all this was produced not by the palm, but by the willow. This week we'll learn from Jesus. We'll, we'll hear a lot about it, especially if you hang with me this week. We're gonna learn a lot from Jesus that there is glory in the cross. We're gonna learn that the servant is not above his master. He declared, if you share with me in my death, then and then only you're gonna share with me in my resurrection from the dead. You see, it's his mercy and his grace that enables us to handle both the blessing and the willow. He's in both of them as savior and Lord. He opens and he closes. Job said he takes, he gives, and he takes away. Watch this. Job said he gives and he takes away. And then he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, I think that's what God's teaching us right now. We went in a moment, we went in a matter of days from hearing about something way off in China to losing friends that we love to our nation being basically in a lockdown. No sports on television, no. How long will it last? Every day people ask, how many have died? Are you listening to me? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Can you stand uprightly with a palm in one hand and a willow in the other and say those words that Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Only the grace of God gives us strength to carry the palm and wisdom to walk with the willow. We have to show that world out there that we are neither arrogant in our blessing nor destroyed by defeat. No, sir, steady. We believe in resurrection power. Your Bible says the more they afflicted them, the more they prospered and grew. This is not a time to back up and sit down. This is a time to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting and say with willow and palm, blessed be the name of the Lord. Here's what we know. We're going to live to fight another day. We were built for this battle. We were created for this conflict. Our armor prophesies a conflict, not a parade. Mm. There was a family 
that I knew. They asked our pastor to go to their home and uh, when he got there, he said, what's the situation? They said, well, pastor, our little daughter's been in an accident. We're on our way to the hospital now and they don't expect her to live. And that dad grabbed that pastor by the shoulders and said, now, pastor, you've got to understand, my wife's one of those religious people. And, and I can tell you right now that if something very bad happens to our daughter, she's going to lose it. Do you understand me? You've got to stay with her. The phone rang. It was bad news. That father jerked that phone out of the wall where they used to be and threw it in the floor, burst through the screen door and broke it, ran down the middle of the road screaming and pulling his hair from his head. And the pastor looked over and that mother was on her knees. She was singing an old hymn. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. We got to wave the palm. We got to be bowed. When we wave the palm, Everything in this kingdom is diametrically opposed, mutually exclusive to everything the kingdom you came out of. You see, you would think that we would wave the palm with our head uplifted and the willow with our head bound, but not so. Not so. We bow our head when we wave the palm in humility that only he could have done it. We wave the willow with our head uplifted toward the hills from whence comes our help. I sense that strength coming to you right now. Jesus, he knew both the triumph of Palm Sunday but not before the stick of the thistle, the ridicule. He knew what was coming and facing head on the most torturous, suffering, 
Far beyond the pale of human existence did our precious Lord suffer during this week. But how did he enter it? Triumphantly. Lift up your head, dear friend. Lift up your hands. Because life is easy when you're up on the mountain. But can you walk through the valley? There's an old saying in Kentucky. Well, he's in his palmy days. Palmy. He's in his palmy days. What does that mean? Well, if you think about it in terms of a, a baseball player, maybe a basketball player, maybe a football player, they're old before their time, aren't they? Or maybe it was a great vocalist that was attacked with vocal cord cancer. And they continue, but folks always say, well, they're a pretty good duck for the shape they're in, but they're not the duck they once were. Their palmy days are over. <laughs> for us, our palmy days are straight ahead. Listen to me. You as a believer are not standing somewhere on your way to nowhere. <laughs> We're not facing our sunset. We're facing our sunrise. The land of the palm, my dear brother and sister, is a place called heaven. And there are no willows there. There's no pain, no suffering, no sighing, no crying, no dying, no night. There are no tears. For the Lamb of God will wipe all the tears from our eyes. What is this life? It's just a vapor. It's seen that it's gone. Why are we so serious about right now? Thought of time and eternity is the same as taking a thimble out of the ocean or one grain of sand from the earth. <laughs> That's this life. All is peace. Mother Parsley used to sing, all is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, what a glorious day that will be. Revelation chapter 7 says, the great God shall wipe all tears from our eyes. 1 Corinthians says, we are buried in weakness, but we will be raised in power. 1 John says, when we shall see him, we shall be made like him. Alive forevermore. Palms of victory. Crowns of glory.
palms of victory we shall wear. For this which calls, we faint not. We faint not. Though our outward men perish, what you gonna do to a dead man? Nero told Paul, do you see that guillotine? I'm about to separate your head from your torso. And Paul looked him in the eye and said, Nero, you can't kill a dead man. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Come on, get that palm branch in one hand and get your willow in the other and realize the same God is God on the mountain and God in the valley. He's the God of the night and he's the God of the day. And he's moving from darkness to light, not from light to darkness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, give him praise and give him glory right there where you are. I know I took a little more time than was allotted me. I don't know how we're only allowed to have 10 people in the room and I got three of them down there waving times at me. But I know, I know God had this word for you today. And somebody needs to take your pain and lift it up before the Lord and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Job's wife came to him and said, why don't you curse God and die? Job said that would have been easy yesterday, but I got a revelation in my pain. <laughs> I know my redeemer lives and in my flesh, I shall see God. Don't you dare let go of your promise. Wave that difficulty, wave that obstacle. If you've lost your job, wave that lost job before God and say the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I promise you, when you come out the other side, you're not even gonna smell like smoke. Well, give him praise and give him glory. I preach all day long. I'm gonna go over here and sit down a minute. Now, some of you will say, what is Pastor Parsley doing in that old, nasty recliner rocker? Do you have me? Am I there? Focus? Do you have me? Yes. Hello? Come on in. It was in this chair that I was sitting 35 years ago. 35 years ago. I was in the land of the willows. I had a lot of needs. In fact, I had one in particular. It was $100,000. And I had my Bible and my books. I was just like this in my little bachelor apartment. And I prayed and I said, God, you've got to make me understand this. And God said, I want to open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. I said, I know, Lord, I, I've been a tither since the first 50 cents my parents gave me for cutting the lawn. 
They weren't the kind of parents that gave you something for nothing. You had to earn it. And they took a nickel and put it there. They made sure one of those quarters was two dimes and a nickel. Two dimes, a nickel, and a quarter. And they took a nickel and they said, now that's the tithe. And for the rest of your life, you make sure that 10% belongs to God. And I've done that from the first 50 cents I earned. And of course, much, much more. Well, when we were in such great need, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, we were approaching Easter. In fact, we were about 40 days out of Easter. And God said to me, on Easter, you celebrate when I, God, gave my best, my son, on Calvary. This one time every year, I want you to challenge the people, not just to give their tithe, but to give an offering, which he commands us to do three times in a year. This is one of them during this Passion Week. He said, I want them to give their very best in praise and worship that I gave my very best for them. I shared that need. And that day, God gave us nearly 40% above what we were believing for. There is no greater power than that which is resident inside a seed, but oh, the supernatural power that comes when it is a resurrection seed, when it is a seed of sacrifice. God did not send the leftovers. Dear friend, he sent his only begotten son. How much more at this time of the year when he says, come before me and do not come empty handed, should we give an offering to God that's representative of our praise. Now, whether you're on the mountain right now or whether you're in the valley, it's still time for praise. And there's no greater praise than an offering. It doesn't cost you to say hallelujah. It doesn't cost you to wave your arms. It will cost you something to give of yourself because that's what you gave yourself to receive finances. So God said, he that would save his finances for my sake and the kingdom shall lose it. But he that shall give for my sake and the kingdom, his life, his finances, he's gonna find it. I'm gonna ask you to stay right there just for a moment. And I'm going to ask you to consider what God is saying to you right now. Bridge of Hope is out in 51 cities right now <laughs> distributing medicine, food, water, cleaning supplies. We're making that happen. We're also right now in negotiations attempting to get 10,000 surgical masks to give away. Well, those cost about a dollar and 20 cents a piece. The women's clinic is still open. Planned Parenthood is closed. 
but the women's clinic is still open. And all those precious ones with willows are trying to go to Planned Parenthood and they see us instead and they come in, we're saving more lives every day than ever right in the middle of this crisis. So consider what you do for God today. It's so very easy. All of the methods for your giving right there on your screen. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to go in just a moment and we ought to have something else to shout about today as you sow your Palm Sunday offerings before the Lord. Celebrate him today. Celebrate him by your giving. Celebrate the mountain. Celebrate the valley. Celebrate him. Don't forget, in just a few minutes, Kid Harvest Clubhouse is coming your way, live and interactive. So get the kids ready. Father, I bless every single person right now who's making the decision. They're not going to sit this one out. They're not going to leave the church. No one in these pews today, Lord. No offering containers to be passed. But you, you are Lord. And I say to you today, blessed be the name of the Lord. I ask you now to hear his voice. Give, tithe, be a blessing, and be blessed. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.